Lord does answer prayer, you know. What did you pray for? You are a most uncomfortable woman. <laughs> you wouldn't be the first person to think that. I don't mean to pry, Tom. I was just curious. Well, yeah. a witch and a whore. Some say you are a witch yourself. Makes not a whit of difference. The love of you has led me to my salvation and to what I thought was my peace. Once I thought you dead. And yet here you are. I shall have no peace while you live, woman. All the way from Providence, Rhode Island, coming to you live from the Minute with Mary studio. Welcome to Outlander Cast. It's a podcast dedicated to the show Outlander on Stars. And welcome back over the t- the sea to sky, to sky, <laughs> to sky, Tuscany. Is that is that a no no in the singing world? To sky, it shouldn't be shouldn't it be too too like very over pronounced. Yeah, but she gets to do whatever she wants. Yeah, Sinead O'Connor. She's got her own thing. If you're singing in like a chorus, it's very important for your proper vowel, you know, vowel uh, pronunciation so that it all matches. But when you're a soloist, you get to do whatever it is that you want. Yes, because again, you're Sinead O'Connor. Agreed. Just forget about it. Agreed. I got to say though, Marvin, you're getting better with the with the intro. I mean, you're you're flying through these words now that we've added the minute with Mary Studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, good stuff, man. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm picking it up finally. <laughs> it's taking me a little <laughs> while, but I've got this. I also want to come right off the top rope, mm-hmm. right off the top rope, and say that kiss was spectacular. That was loved it. A most extraordinary kiss. That was. Phenom- everything about that whole like little meat cute, yep, <laughs> like this deranged meat cute mm-hmm. was it was spectacular. Just every- I feel like I needed a cigarette after it was that good. <laughs> <laughs> Claire's face said it all, my oh, friend. Man, her said face was it all. I'm not gonna lie, that was the face that I was kind of expecting to see after Jamie said Fiona. Yeah, right? Like, <laughs> like, whoa, 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 what just happened yeah. here? But fine, you know, I still got the face. I got the reaction, but for Tom Christie, being alive and for the smooch. Yeah, absolutely. All right, love sorry it. about here that. Love it, here for it. Oh, you don't need to apologize I for just, anything, you know, my I love. I felt like, you know, we, we were driving today and I saw someone on the on the back sh- back windshield wiper, you know, on the back of the car. Yes. They, it, they had Macho Man, the macho, sticker. Macho Man. Not that Macho Man, but Macho Man Randy Savage on the... On the okay. wiper itself. Mm-hmm. So when it goes, he gives the people's elbow to Hulk Hogan, mm. who's laying on the kite. Ki- That's what I feel like. I just felt like I had to give uh, 
none of that like really meant anything to me, but I'm proud of you that it's Well, for those of you nerds that are out there that actually <laughs> appreciate, you know, like culture, you yeah. under you you will culture. <laughs> okay, Blake. All right. Love you so much. <laughs> Love that for you, Blake. Yes. We truly truly do. All right, uh... so uh, friends, we want to let you all know that, of course, these episodes come to you live. If you're listening in the future and you want to know when the episodes are happening, you're going to want to make sure you go to maryandblake.com. A little pop-up is going to come on up asking you if you would like our emails. You can click which podcasts you want emails for, whether it's all of them, maybe it's just Outlander. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's Outlander and you dabble in Bridgerton. I don't know, but it's up to you. It's a choose your own adventure. So make sure you head on over there as we do not want you to be missing out. We are going live pretty much every single Sunday at 8.30 Eastern Standard Time. We are live actually right now. Hello to our friends on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. And Shout Twitter. yourselves out and Twitter. Um, rest in peace. Um, <laughs> you know, right Right where you're from, right where you're from, and and all that jazz. How would you have reacted if Tom gave a smooch like that to you? We'd love to know. But this is what you get to do when you join in live. Yeah. You know, we have fun. And then our listener feedback episodes are at different times of the week just because we're parents of a little lad and lass. And just like Jemmy and Mandy... They're crazy. <laughs> okay. So I loved this episode because I'm like, oh, that's our life. There we go. We got the older brother. We got the younger sister. Oh, we got totally. them like locking each other in places. So if you ever wonder why are Mary and Blake sometimes inconsistent with their timings of episodes, just come back to episode 704 of Outlander. And that's the reason why. And know that we are Roger and Bree at this very moment. <laughs> <laughs> and Blake is saying, I need to rethink my parent parental uh, yeah. choices right now. Just just all the choices, yeah. except yeah. for the one that I made Mary, marrying Mary. Oh, that's Because she's kind. the greatest ever. You're, you're so sweet. I am. I'm awesome. Better than Roger, I'll tell you that. Oh my God, leave it. All right, so Blake, <laughs> we have got an episode recap sent in to us from the one and only Angela Hickey, our, our beloved friend um, and blogger at OutlanderCast. Yep. You, are you going to read it or you're you gonna, want me to? You're going to read it because I'm on my iPad, so I'm reading from my phone and I'm blind. Okay, all right. This week's episode, packed with uncomfortable women, in quotations, finishes establishing its four major season seven storylines. This is Us Had the Big Three. Outlander has the big... Four. In spring 1777, the Fraser's Scottish travel plans get detoured when Cornelius Harnett conscripts Jamie as a colonel of the militia bound for Fort Ticonderoga. Before they leave Wilmington, Claire unexpectedly bumps into the assumed dead Tom Christie, who plants a big smooch on her lips. It turns out that Tom is one that received the misinformation that Jamie and Claire died in the fire which engulfed their home. And placed uh, an ominous obituary. In 1980, the Max have been renovating the Lallybrock Money Pit for two years. Oh, great movie, by the way. The Money Pit. Oh, good job, Angela. Nice job. I'm not even sure if you knowingly made that reference, but fantastic. Good job. Uh, and we meet an older Mandy, an uncomfortable woman in the making, and Jim, who now seems to be having encounters with supernatural creatures. Mac Daddy Roger. I can't believe I just... Yes. Read that. Thank you, Angela. It's the second time in a row that she's done that to me. Struggles a bit with purpose in this mistaken belief that they were able to change history. Meanwhile, Bree proves to be an uncomfortable woman as she interviews to be a plant inspector at the dam and asks what part of the job requires a penis. In, a, in the British storyline of William and Laura John, while out with his step-cousin Henry Gray, William's young idealistic view becomes shaken after witnessing a poxed hua 
another uncomfortable woman be torched alive to the cheers of his fellow soldiers, igniting William's own Fraser fury. He then receives orders from his secret mission to deliver messages to the loyalists in Virginia. This seems to be a setup for when he accidentally discovers he intended recipients are really continental soldiers. His mission takes him through the dismal swamp where, like father, like son, a snake in the wilderness, the Fraser kryptonite, nearly causes him to lose a limb. That brings us to the last storyline, William's actual cousin, Ian, who travels through the swamp on the way to Ticonderoga. He finds an injured William and thanks to last week's retcon knows who he is. A fevered, unknowing William and Ian discuss the death songs and life's accomplishments as Ian determines to save his life. Eventually, he finds a Quaker doctor, Denzel Hunter, and his uncomfortable sister, Rachel. We see another parallel to 509 when Ian uses shame to convince we, uh, William to submit to amputation, which is thankfully avoided when an abscessed bursts. Ian leaves money in Jamie's rosary for William, while sparks fly between Re Ian and Rachel. A recovered William, feeling his own Spock's off, is to accompany the hunters on the road north as Denny plans to join the Continentals uh, as a surgeon. And that is that. Marvin, you ready? I sure am. Let's get into this episode. All right, we got the details for this episode. It's entitled A Most Uncomfortable Woman, episode 704. The writer was Mark Franklin Williams. Mark Franklin Williams is... Uh, Mary's telling me to get the camera on just me. All right, hold on one second. There we go. I got it on just me. Uh, written by Mark Franklin Williams. Uh, Mark has written a couple of... Diff for a couple of different shows, most recently Leverage... Redemption, which is uh, like kind of um, uh, like a, a, a sequel to the show Leverage, uh, and uh, Just Add Magic, Mystery City, uh, and then Just Add Magic. Also, uh, Warehouse 13 and Warehouse 13 Grand Designs. So kind of just a bunch of stuff. That's really what it comes down to mm. for me. Uh, and the director was last week's uh, episode director, Jackie Gould. That is that. Interesting. How many kills are you given this one? This whore is on fire. <laughs> this whore. No, um, um, that was just going through my head as a poor thing. As I'm like, I, no. What? You know, this girl is on fire. Yeah. The yeah. whore's on poor fire. Thing. Poor thing. Yeah. Oh, Nothing. goodness gracious. You know what brought up back to you? I knew you just make my kilt reading. Uh -huh. But Tom's whole thing, like, oh, one lady I loved was a witch and a whore. Yeah. Uh, You're a witch. Yeah. Not a whore. I, Sadly. You know, like, it was, that was funny that he has this kind of, like, confession, like, all right, I'll tell you what I prayed for. But, you know, the I love two women. One of them was a whore yeah. and a witch. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, buddy, what are we doing here? <laughs> what are we doing here? Okay. So my kilt uh, reading for this episode is a little on the low side, I'm not going to lie. Really? It is a 4.6. Ah, okay. Which I'll talk about in a little bit. I really, really liked a lot of this episode. Are you grading this one lower than last episode? I don't yeah. think so. No? No, I don't think what so. What was last week's episode I'm going to have to go back. Why don't you talk a little okay, bit while we go, while I go back? If it is higher, then it should be lower, if that makes oh, sense. Oh, really? Yes. 
If it is higher, All I right, want it on. to be I'm, lower. I am bringing it up just as a we smidge, speak. Which I know is like whew, crazy, but I mean just the small, smallest smidge, like a tenth. Uh, you did a four six five. Okay, for the good. Last so episode. this is a four point six. I was right. Okay, that was accurate. Okay, wow. so it's right. just that little bit. Um, yeah. So how about you? What is your kilt rating on a scale of one to five? And friends who are joining us live, we want to know your kilt rating on a one to five scale as well. So I liked this episode better than last week's. Last week I gave it a four oh nine. I'm gonna give this one a four four nine. Okay. Uh, because there's. If Outlander is famous for one thing, mm-hmm. to me, it's the the random things that happen because they got to happen. Okay. And I, mm, so we'll go there. But okay. all right, what do you got for your GBG? <laughs> you're good, you're bad, and you're great. Okay, so I know I'm going to be getting some flack for it being a low rating. I need some room to breathe, guys. Okay, <laughs> I just need some room to breathe because I know what's a coming. And I just can't have everything be a five. I mean, I could. And I could have everything be a five plus. But I'm just saying, I need some room to breathe. I'm pacing myself. I saw the on the 4th of July, the hot dog eating contest, the Nathan's hot dog eating contest. Uh, Joey Chestnut. They know how to pace themselves. And that's what I thought. I thought I need to be like Joey Chestnut. I need to pace myself because I know it's coming. Yes. All right. So that being said, I have two goods. My first good is the music in this episode. Bear McCreary is hitting it out of the park. I am no, no, still no, say it right. hitting it out of the pack. There you go. I am still... Not so patiently waiting the album drop date for when we can have this uh, soundtrack because I need it in my life. Beautifully so. Not only are they working in uh, Jamie and Claire's theme, they work in Fraser's Ridge as well. Um, But also when Ian is gathering wood in the very beginning of the episode and he's talking with Claire and Jamie's like looking for an apple, the Skyboat song even plays. Yeah. Like bear oh my gosh be still my heart like you're bringing everything that i love when can i have this in a full version um my other good is that the declaration declaration of independence of course is shown and then torn down in this episode and it perfectly worked out that it airs in the week of the fourth of july oh and I just thought that was a really neat thing that i don't know if they did on purpose if they were like please stars if this particular episode which shows july 4 1776 being ripped down and like <laughs> here we go if this can possibly air on the 4th of July week that would be super duper cool whether it was kismet or planned I'm here for it my bad is pus yuck oh that was great yuck that was so awesome blood in a stick stump thing yuck I do so much better with like grand battles that's what I'm realizing through watching The Last Kingdom and all the battles that have happened here when we're working on like a singular thing and there's close in uh, close up shots like I had to see two girls things of William and I had to fast forward through them until my third watch. And I often rate my rewatch of things based upon, uh, I, I often rate the kilt ratings based upon how easily I can rewatch an episode. William. Like, no, thank Sorry, you. I know I, we yeah. don't normally call people out yes. for their comments in these episodes. Uh-huh. But <laughs> Denise Smallage on Facebook just said, Dr. Pimple Popper, Colonial Edition. <laughs> 100%. I cannot watch Dr. Pimple Popper. Uh, and that's what it was like. That was a so, great job. So, so y- gross. You know what, Denise? Makes me want to trust. Oh, God. So it's just, it was hard. There were some other things that I'm not in love with. I will tell you that a lot went into this episode to set us up. 
right? So yes. this is the 704. So here we are, like the earlier portion of the halfway mark. So there's a lot put in motion right here that's setting us up. So because of that, it wasn't jaw dropping. Mm -hmm. Now, for those of us who've been looking forward to meeting certain characters, that was exciting. For those of us who were looking forward to people seeing each other, that was exciting. Sure. But like, we know that there's bigger things to come out of this. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm saying it was kind of a, a bit more pacing for me in some ways. And I'm just allowing myself to breathe. Sure. But the pus was just too much for me. <laughs> it was just too much. Way too much. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I love that William passes out and his arm isn't even cut up. Because I, I wrote in my notes, I would pass out just from the pus too, William. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Goodness gracious. He heard that sound and was like, no, <laughs> I don't want to be awake. <laughs> I don't want to see a dog. I would rather be asleep for no, this. Thank, thank you so much. Okay. So my great is all the weird stuff with Jemmy. Bring on the weird. Bring on all these little funky things going on. Um, oh, Sherry P. Thank you. You're being so kind on YouTube. That's not nice. I'm just calling someone <laughs> alive. <laughs> we don't talk about people's sizes on uh, on on our things. Thank you, Sherry. Um, anyway, so okay, my other greats. Okay, so the weird stuff with Jemmy is my great. My second great is the construction worker in the eighties. Bringing me all the Jack Pearson vibes. Oh, The totally. mustache, the vest, doing construction work. But then he came out with that Scottish accent and just all the little Scottish words that dripped out of him. Mm -hmm. That was awesome. And I felt like it was Jack Pearson, but the Lally Brock version. <laughs> and I'm here for it. So he honestly made it to my great. Yeah. With awesome. Jimmy. Loved it. Which is fun that the 80s is what was my great. Right. It's like I was born in the, the 80s. 80s. The 80s is always great. Okay. You're GBG. All right, here we go. Uh, my good was Bear's version of, I, I think it's the Fraser theme. It could it could have been uh, whatever. It could have been the Skyboats. I'm not sure. But I, it's like, it's a very typical Outlander, but mixed in, if there are nerds out there, please comment and let me know uh, what theme it is. But it was mixed in with like this colonial fife drum, like the, like, it was spectacular. Mm -hmm. Like when at the end of the episode, when it plays, I was so excited for that. It, it just, it felt like, oh, okay, here's, this is the language of the show. Like this feels more like what we're doing, mm -hmm. you know, like it, it felt right. Uh, my bad. Uh, <laughs> like I said, all of this, Outlander is famous for one thing and one thing in particular in my eyes. And that is all of the things that happen because they have to happen. They like they people bump into each other and things magically appear and coincidences galore. And this episode, I think suffers from that disease quite a bit. And uh, a lot of it felt forced, like Jamie all of a sudden just getting conscripted because he's just walking randomly through Wilmington and then all of a sudden deciding, I'm going to go fight, despite the fact that he just left his house to go drop his He's not just nephew. deciding, he's being kind of forced into yeah, it. Yeah, but the, but the Jamie that I know, I feel like would take his promise to his sister a little bit more seriously. Ooh. You know, and I feel like he would take his oath to his family with- I mean, he talks it over with the family and Ian's like, listen, what's an extra year? Yeah, I don't know. I, I just, 
the way that I see it, it, it just He's, felt like- Ian isn't itching to get back. I so. agree. <laughs> I, I, but I just feel like that whole thing happened just so conveniently. Uh, just to get us into the revolution. Uh, then Claire just happening to bump into Tom out of nowhere, like just in the middle of. It's not nowhere. No, it's it, is. Like... it is. It is. It's okay. it's out of nowhere. Like it just come on. And I'm not saying it, I didn't like it. It makes me feel like they're from Rhode Island because that's what it like. It's like oh, if you're the whole from thing. Rhode Island, you bump into people yes. in different countries, in different states. I bumped into someone on the top of Mount Washington in New Hampshire. Like yes. it just it is a thing. So I feel like this I don't I don't mind it. I don't mind Jamie and Claire always bumping into people because honestly, that's what life is like for Rhode Islanders. Yep. So. Uh and somebody here said, who was it? Carrie on Facebook said it. Yes, it was awesome at the end. It was the Druids dance theme mixed with the fife and drum yes so good thank you that's exactly what i was looking for um and then uh one of the other things is that william and ian just happening to bump into each other in the middle of this swamp that, see that's the one that i i can understand because at least for me towns like towns are so few and far in between during this time frame um and people are moving about so often that i could see things happening for jamie and claire in a town yeah okay but I agree for Ian to be bumping into William in a swamp. Now, mind you, though, Ian has excellent tracking skills and like is able to do all that. Yeah. But he's on a mission. Like he's yeah, not, he's not, not going to be like, I wonder who's in this marsh. But that's how it shows for the show. Yeah. And I guess what I'm saying is it's just so convenient. Like, like you said, Mary, I could at least talk my way into understanding the town thing. Mm -hmm. But this swamp, from what I gather is freaking enormous. <laughs> and they just happen to be at the right place at the right time in the middle of this enormous place. And once again, I, Ian I has great ears. Like I would no, put it No. Okay, I nope. know, no, I'm agreeing with no. you that. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I cannot talk myself <laughs> okay. into that one. All right, no worries. All right, and my great though is oddly enough, mm -hmm. I cannot believe I'm saying this, Mary. Everything with Roger and Bree. It's mostly Brie, but it, everything with Roger, Roger and Brie was my great. Do you want to know something? What's that? That there were people who were ready for you to rip all of that apart. In really? This episode. Yeah. I loved it. I am. There are people across this globe right now. <laughs> Just cheering. Peeing their pants <laughs> with shock. Like like the little bunnies that accidentally get picked up and they pee because they're so scared <laughs> or they're just so baffled. Wow. wow, I am shocked by that. I did not know people were going to say that. Continue, Blake. Okay, so I now, love- now that, we're, now that we're covering, it's it, happening for it, all of but us. But you know what? Be careful what you wish for. Okay. Because here's my reasoning. Oh. Are you ready? Yeah. I learned more about Roger and Bree in this episode mm -hmm. than I have the entire six seasons they've been on Great. the screen. I'm glad. I got more out of their relationship in 15 minutes- than I have for however many hours they've been on screen. But, but but now you've gotten it. I know, and I've gotten it. And I and I'm not saying it was that great, but I'm saying in comparison to what we've received, yeah, the, this is great. This is great. Perfect. And I really loved it. I loved the dynamic between the two. I think they are a better fit for later time. Mm -hmm. uh, I also think uh that we get to learn more about them because they're not subservient to Jamie and Claire in terms of the narrative. Yes. 
They're yes. on their own. They have their own thing happening. Like I was, I was interested to see what they were going to be doing with the house. Like awesome. I wanted to see what was going on with their mm-hmm. kids. I wanted to see how they were going to navigate the whole like back and forth yep. with all of it, right? And she wanted to keep the keep the 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 slash, slash mark. And and there's also this really cool thing too of they are living in the future at a place that their parents were. And that connection to that home, that pull. Yes. Uh, and then Roger struggling to figure out what he's worth, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and like, you know, he struggled so much in the past. Yeah. And yet here he is and he he's he can't even write all this stuff down and, yep. and he can't, and he made this promise. And I can totally relate and understand to yep. that, right? That makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Because- that's all I saw in this episode. I was like, oh my gosh, Blake's going to be sitting there going, am I like Roger? I am like Roger. Right. I am like Roger. Oh no. <laughs> so I I appreciate all of that. Yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes Roger's a little whiny because, you know, oh, he's a lightweight. But, I wonder who else is whiny in my uh, life. Uh, but in this episode, <laughs> I totally got it. I totally appreciate it. Good. It was great. But my my like super awesome terrific great is it the puffer vest guy looks like jack pearson from this is us <laughs> no no it's uh sassy brie oh, yes. sassy brie yes. is great she sure is when she asks that guy what part of this job requires a penis yeah oh okay well then you surely don't want to get any fines from the regulatory committee right because oh, you hire dangerous people who are going to assault women so is oh the- okay oh. sure hmm. well because you know if i came in here i would get this thing fixed for you because i know exactly what's wrong yeah and we'll get it done economically and uh, all the whole thing. And then how that naturally leads to this conversation between she and Roger. She was like Elle Woods. Yes. You know, oh. came on in there and was like, oh, you think just because I'm a woman, yes. I can't do this? But she was better than Elle Woods. But I but guess what I'm getting at is it all thing. kind of plays together because these natural things that Brie is naturally good at yes. comes home and has a natural success. Mm-hmm. And Roger reacts naturally because of his... Um, feeling of inadequacy right yes. these are all character all about. driven actions yes excellent excellent like we're landing the plane of roger and brie finally like yeah. we're getting something yeah out of these two and i was i, I was very happy about me too all right, i'm so happy to hear that, that. well that before friends GDJ. before we get into the rest of the show we want to remind you that you can subscribe to the podcast especially if you're watching us somewhere on social media you can find us in your favorite podcast app and friends who are on stitcher rest in peace because stitcher is going away uh but you can find us on apple podcasts you can find us on spotify spotify is a great one for android friends um and of course that way the episode will be downloaded straight to your phone you can find us on facebook twitter instagram youtube even threads the brand new social media uh mary and blake does have a presence there you just oh, search mary and blake yeah oh okay awesome you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> mary runs a lot of the social media for us so you know particularly tiktok and the ones that i don't want to do so. that's okay i got you <laughs> so that's I got that you. all right uh so where else uh where Okay, I need to start things off. Yeah. Thank God we get the previously on Outlander. Previously on Outlander. Part of me wonders, like, did they have these picked out ahead of time? Or did they add it in? Because a lot of people said, how does Brie have money? (laughs) Right. Because they added in the Claire saying, oh, here's the deed and here's all the bank account stuff. Of course, when she's leaving to revisit that episode um, where she leaves essentially all of her money to Brie. 
And it helps make sense of how they're able to afford Lollybrock and how they're able to get across the sea and all this kind of stuff. But it almost felt out of place because it was saying, like, okay, here's all your money. And this is the episode where they run out of money. So, you know, I don't think they had a better place to put it aside mm-hmm. from saying, like, oh, for the. So part of me, as I said, I part of me almost wonders if enough people were like, how did they have the money to do it? If they're not going to be yeah. going to get the gold or whatever, if they just added that in to fix things up or. If they're just saying, here we go, this is the only place we logistically could put it. So not only was there that, but <clears throat> when they open onto Lollybrock and um, Bree and Roger are getting out of their red car, mm-hmm. it opens up and it says, Lollybrock. Yeah, right. And this is 1980. Yeah. Was the title of Lollybrock really necessary for <laughs> Outlander season seven? <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, but like... Uh, anyone who watches this show and has watched it this long, we know what that place is. And yeah. so I just felt like I almost felt like they could just put 1980. I found it humorous that they had to label it. Well, you know, I think <laughs> listen, I I actually really appreciate where you're coming from, Mary, but this kind of ties back to what I was saying, I think like two episodes ago. Okay. They were gonna have this big reveal of what year roger and brie were in because they still really hadn't addressed it mm-hmm. right so i'm fine with the time i'm yeah, fine no, no, with no. it saying 1980 I, I, I just I, thought it was funny to be like yeah we know it's lollybrock because it was lollybrock by itself for a couple of moments and then it's a 1980 and yeah. i just laughed because i'm like really you need to label this yeah <laughs> I, I think it's it, it's there for a dramatic effect appreciate it you know like oh this is lollybrock and then 1980 yeah. like it's it I don't know. I I agree with you 100%. Like, if you got to label it, buddy, mm-hmm. <laughs> what are we talking about? It's like you want to tell them, we don't need that. We, we don't need that. It's like, it's like we've been here. Having a picture of the White House and being <laughs> yeah. like, the White, White House. House. Like- yeah. <laughs> um, in the title card, Brie is uncovering her dad's desk. I think that's really neat. And then Roger yes. is sitting at it later and it's just to be like, oh, this is like the Laird would sit here and you look like the Laird. And I thought that that was really neat. Yeah. You know, to be uncovering everything. Well, that was one of the things that I really appreciated. Like, mm-hmm. I, again, nearly all the stuff with Roger and Bree was spectacular. Really. I, 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 I was, I found myself way more invested in what was happening with them than Jamie and Claire. And I could, I, I don't think I could care any less that about William. Pus. <laughs> <laughs> Just like whatever, Maybe, man. Well, I mean, he was passed out for half of the episode. I mean, episode. hopefully hopefully it gets a little you know, he gets to do something interesting. Uh, but I I'm mm. Just hold on tight. Yeah. Hold on tight. Okay. Um all right. So let's shift gears. We'll kind of go through the episode. We're starting off in the woods with Ian and Jamie and Claire, and Ian's bugging out about bug. Bugging out. Ian's bugging out. Okay? <laughs> Hi Ian. Bugging out, Ian. Yeah. Poor thing. He And uh, I like that Jamie comes up to him and says, yeah, well, this is what he's trying to do to you. Like, this is what he wants. You know, like, come on. Yeah. Like, you got to calm down. You know, and it is all in his head. And it surprises me then that Ian is <laughs> okay to kind of go by himself. I mean, he always has Rolo, so it's not like he's by himself. But mm-hmm. I almost felt like he would be too afraid to be left alone, you know, in the marsh and everything. Mm-hmm. Um but on the flip side, it's not like Mr. Bug wants to kill him. So maybe he is better off yeah. alone and he'll be fine that way. <laughs> this is also when Jamie goes looking for a little sneaky snack. Mm-hmm. And Claire's like, what are you looking for? 
And he's like, nothing. And she looks at him and he's like, fine, Oreos. <laughs> I was looking for Oreos, Claire. Hand me an apple. I don't want scurvy. Just wanted Oreos, but she saw me going in the pack. I, I saw that we have the mega stuff. <laughs> and then she's like, I know you too well. Yeah. All you Scots hate fruit. Yeah. You're crazy. I don't think so. Check out my teeth. Yeah. All right. Colgate wishes I could be their, their advertisement when they are created. Uh, and she gives him the apple and then they get some cheese. And that's what he eats. He right. could just cut some to the cheese. Yeah. It looked like a nice hunk of cheese too. It did. Probably not brie, but. Um, no, because it was hard. Yeah. I definitely couldn't eat it. That's for sure. <laughs> Why? Because it was too. But I just bad. thought it was so cute. There, I loved. Th- I know that you said that's that you could care said. less about the Jamie and Claire moments. I actually really enjoyed the Jamie and Claire no, moments, no, no, but I, I think they get overshadowed because of the really cool new stuff that's going on uh, with Brie and with Roger. And like you said, their relationship to the viewers blossomed in this yes. episode. So we're used to the Jamie and Claire banter. We're used yeah. to her being like, how many how many people my age do you know have their all their teeth? You know right. what I mean? Like, I love that she's patting herself on their back, <laughs> saying, yes, I've got a good butt. Yes. And yes, I have great teeth. Love it. I loved their sex scene, by the yes. way. We just uh, need to like get that done with because not only do I love when Jamie wears a kilt, but I love when Jamie unties the ribbon on Claire's long socks. Mm-hmm. It has been far too long since he has centrally taken off her stockings. And I am so happy for that. And then unbuttoning her little bodice. Mm -hmm. And then he had to bring the swear into their bedroom. He had to bring leg hair into this conversation, which I know he was excited. He, there was this whole jealousy conversation, right? Like, Oh, I know that you would never be with Tom and I know so much more about you. And this is just this playful thing. But I got to admit when someone else wants you, I'm kind of jealous. And then he's like, you were jealous too. And I liked it. Remember Leary? (laughs) (laughs) No, Jamie, I forgot Leary. And I think you're still a little jealous. And I like that. Yeah. And I want to be like, Jamie, don't bring her name in the bed. That doesn't turn me on. I don't think it turned Claire on, but she was just already so turned on because her socks were off that yeah. she was here for it. Whenever we get those socks pulled off, that's it. That That's the gateway. I think it was a very interesting choice that there's less flesh showing sure. in this sex scene. Of course, when they pan and we get to see that cool reflection in the mirror. And, um, you know, Outlander's had fun. It's had fun with sex. It's had fun with different positions, different places. Mm-hmm. And part of me wonders if they're going to be a bit more modest with their sex by adding in more of the taking off the socks, more of, you know, just undoing things because A, that's what Sam and Kat would want, or because B, these characters are supposed to be a bit older. Sure. And maybe they don't they don't want to age up their entire naked bodies. That's fair. I would you know? I would co-sign on that. I like Katrina totally Balfe's boobs probably don't look Claire's <laughs> age boobs. You mean like pool balls in a tube sock? <laughs> and you know how like oftentimes men, when they get a little older, they get a little sag underneath their sure. nipples too? Highly doubt Jamie Fraser, uh, Sam Hewen has like chance. the gravity male boob thing going yeah. on. No, no Which chance. like even buff men do. Yeah. But when they get older, gravity's had its turn. Yes, and that's it. Someone's so got to pay the bill. I don't know if it's a combination. <laughs> if Sam and Kat said, let's, let's have a little bit more fun, but keep ourselves closed. Or sure. if they're just saying, we don't want to age up these bodies. Yeah. You yep. don't want to add like liver spots to them and, yeah, you know, it, do it's different. Just, it's just one more thing we got to do. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I completely agree. I, although I do have a question, Mary, about the timing of the sex scene. Do, do you feel like it 
the the timing with like right after this kind of I don't want to say heavy conversation, but just one that is a uh, whose conversation? Uh, the one about Tom. Like, I, don't you? Do you feel like? Oh, Jamie made the end of foreplay. I know, but the like, jealous do, don't you think that's kind of like? I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. That's I, what I'm saying. I'm saying it wouldn't do it for me. Yeah. Like that's where I'm getting at. I I'm here for the socks off. I'm here for all this stuff. But if you were to be like, hey Mary, do you remember that girl? Mm-hmm. That decided to dance with me at her wedding. Remember that? Yeah, you were jealous then, huh? I was. <laughs> I was not happy about that situation. Like, that would be like, what are you doing, man? Right, yeah. Yep. Marvin Gaye can't solve this situation right now. <laughs> I'll tell you what. <laughs> so, no, but I think that that was, I mean, and that's, Jamie's playful. You know what I mean? That's part of how he is and sure. how their relationship is. And I think that that's what we got a lot in this episode is how honest they can be with each other and yet also so incredibly playful. And I'm glad that humor works for them. If you pulled that, would not have the same no, ending. No, no. Although- Friends joining live, would that work for you <laughs> to talk about your exes and people who were infatuated with your partner? Jamie's response, however, to Tom kissing uh, Claire would have been my response, which is, well, I have to go kill him now. I I have to go murder him <laughs> like that. That would totally be my reaction. I must go kill this man. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, did you feel like this episode? You know, we la- we asked last episode. I think it was for the listener feedback. We at least I talked about it where this felt like a key moment for this season, episode four, where it had to be the jumping off point for the rest of the season Uh, because we had closed up season six. We had closed up all of like the little details and introduced the people that we needed to introduce by, by episode three. And now we're a quarter of the way through all of Mm -hmm. season seven. Okay. Where are we going? Yeah. Does this episode achieve that? Yes. How come? I know where we're going. Now, granted, it's ah, because I know enough. of different things, but I, it is very clear to me where we are going for the rest of this season, at least for the next few episodes, because they may throw in some extra stuff for the back half. I, you know, you know, you just don't know. Yeah. Um, but it is very clear to me where we're going. It is very, very clear to me the people who I need to be caring about, the situations that they most likely will be getting into. Yeah. And like you said, everything from the past is now tied up in mm-hmm. one way, shape, or form. Can we just can we just light a candle and have a moment though for Fergus and Marcelie? Yeah. And old bur- new burn. Do they know? Do they know that they're okay? Do they just don't know a thing. I just feel like they need just a little living mention. In ignorance. They need a little mention, not just when Claire's crying saying everybody's gone. Yeah. But like Well, we got the token mention when No, they- I just wanted them to know. That they're okay from the house burning down. Or we should let them know. Or so I mean, you just oh, cried about okay. all this family. Yes. And now you're going to Fort Ticonderoga. You're 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 signing up for all this stuff. You're also leaving for Scotland. Mm-hmm. And I would just like a little thing being like, we should probably tell our family. We've had some major life changes. <laughs> we won't be home for Thanksgiving this year. I like the fact that it was Tom who put the obituary in the paper. And that obviously is what, you know, the obituary that we we see, which, by the way, also proves Roger incorrect, that they did not change history. And that, once again, proves 
me, right, that in Outlander. Because that's all that matters. (laughs) Clearly. uh, What happens in Outlander happens. If if, if it happened in the past, it happened. There's no changing history. There's no altering it. it, If Claire went back, she always went back. If Roger and Bree went back, they always went back. If that house burned down at that time, it always burned down at that time. Or was time. reported to have burned down at that yeah, time. Yeah, right. Whatever. Like stats of inerts. Yeah. But what I'm saying is I I I look forward to when Roger opens the letter and real and and Claire says, Hey, BT dubs, just want you to know that obituary is still coming. And because <laughs> of Tom Christie, like that is going to put his world back it's going to break it into a million pieces mm-hmm. again, all right? Uh, because he is now questioning his faith yep. of God. And I really, really loved that conversation that he was having with Brie. Like, that was the first time I looked at Roger and I said, you're human. Like, when he yeah. said, I had all my faith in this fact that there there, there was this divine plan. Mm-hmm. And we actually went and- Traveled through time. Traveled through time. <laughs> And broke the plan, right? Mm-hmm. What does that mean? What does that say about me? Right? All of that conversation is so indicative of this crisis that he's having, and that crisis, that that drama, that that vulnerability is actually relatable. Yes. Right. And and when Bree sees that and hears that, and when he says, "Bree, I'm sorry, I should have said that earlier. Like I should have just said this." Mm-hmm. That's a great marriage conversation. Agreed. Right? Like, did you feel anything like that when oh, you watched it? Yeah, no, I just, I found their, I found their scenes in this episode to be so relatable and to be also so mature. Uh, Brie and Roger, because of everything, A, because of who they are as people, but also because of everything they've been through, they don't have little skirmishes for no reason, right? Mm-hmm. So she's able to call him out and say, hey, your reaction isn't what I expected it to be. I'm getting the vibes that you actually didn't want me to get the job. She's able to say this still yeah. with a little bit of an edge of disappointment, but but in honesty. And then he's able to tell his why and they talk through that. And I thought that that was so beautiful because yeah. <laughs> people are human. Yes. And sometimes you don't like when people get things that, uh, yeah, it's still good. It's yeah. still good that she got it, but it just for him highlights more that he still has no clarity of what's going on. He actually has less clarity than what's going on. And he feels this guilt from what he promised Jamie. And I think it's such a beautiful take on like a modern relationship that here they are in the 1980s where Brie can have a job. And had they stayed in the olden times, Roger had to, right? Sure. So he can be home and take forever to write his little book, right? Mm-hmm. And be with the kids. And now Brie is able to go out and get this. So it's a very different dichotomy that still wasn't very popular, obviously, in 1980. Mm-hmm. But I think that it's a neat thing for right now for him to have to be contemplating. Like, wow, you're the breadwinner. Like, you are going out and um, making things happen. And it was still different then, but but a heck of a lot more attainable than what it would have been 200 years prior. Yeah. So to have those conversations, I think, is very um, modern and obviously happens for a lot of people when when one person in a relationship thinks I'm getting this promotion mm-hmm. or when someone gets laid off 
You know, when you're in a partnership and like you get laid off or you get uh, less money than you were expecting for your bonus or anything like that. And it's not just about you anymore. It's this dichotomy that you want to be participating in a lot more financially and it makes you feel like crap. Another fantastic relatable moment for Roger. You know, he's doing work in one room. He hears his kids bit bopping around and all of a sudden he goes, Wait, too quiet. Mm-hmm. Something's wrong. What'd you do? <laughs> the Jemmy Mandy fighting in this episode was amazing. Oh, on point. <laughs> Just spot on. As parents who have children, uh, 10 and 8, uh, boy and girl, it, it it was very much ringing, ringing home. Oh, yeah. And thinking and seeing them in that kind of little trailer where they had to live while Lolly Brock was being finished. It was funny because they went from when can we move inside? When will the bedrooms be ready? To the next scene, they're in the bedrooms mm-hmm. and Brie is waking them up. Right. So that <laughs> happened very quickly. Like this whole pressure of, oh, no, we don't have enough money to make bedrooms then seemed to quickly go away. Yeah. They are sharing a bedroom, though. So maybe it was like extra bedrooms. So we'll see. Um, well, you know, before we mm, get into that, and, yeah. and I, and after the this after we uh, thank our our our, advers- uh, our partners here, I I, I do want to talk about the state of their relationship, Roger and Bree, and I, I, a professional tease here, right? Is the state of their relationship where it is because they're in the future as opposed to being in the past? We'll get to that in a minute, but okay. just for now, let's take a minute to thank our partners, WeBox, shall we? So WeBox is a monthly subscription box. Uh, it's a gift box, actually, that's designed to share Scotland with Scots and all of you poser Scots We're, across the world. They're not poser Scots. Well, I'm a poser Scot. You know, <laughs> Scot, Scottish culture lovers. Sure, Scot, Scots at high. Yes. Okay, I'll, I'll take it all over. Okay, if, if you love this stuff, WeBox, it's for you. Right, it's carefully curated around a monthly theme, and we actually know what this theme is going to be for upcoming for August. for August coming up. We'll get to that in a minute. But it's usually got five gifts and treats, which are definitely and always exclusive or uh, can't be bought outside of Scotland. It's a great value. There's a free magazine written by Scotland's top journalists, uh, the free exclusive virtual tour with internet sensation Andy, Andy the, the Highlander. Highlander. Plus a soundtrack to listen to as you unbox and use your gifts. Which, by the way, I, if you're not gonna you do the Scott the, the Wee Box soundtrack, just break out some Bam McCreary. Okay. You know, I know. Throw that out there. As a matter of fact. No, you can listen to this while you wait for Bam McCreary. That's what I'm saying. Seven. So, <laughs> this month coming up for August. Want to know what the theme is? Tell us, Blake. The Queen's Highland Home Wee Box. That's right, Betty. That yeah, we're talking about. Balmoral, ladies and gents. The world remembers the queen after she has passed one year on, and we salute her beloved Highland home of Balmoral with special commemorative gifts, one being the Queen Elizabeth II commemorative mug, and then the second peak that we have, just Because so you need you know, something for that mug. Is the Balmoral Blend tea, oh my which was actually gracious. created by the queen herself. So go to webox.co.uk. We W-E-E-B-O-X dot C-O dot U-K and use the code CAST10. That's C-A-S-T-1-0. And you're going to get 10% off your first week or your wee box. Like, that's just so exciting. 10% off. Thanks to Mary and Blake. You're welcome. Tell them that we sent you. All right. So that's that. 
We'll get to it. Okay. All right. So, have you gotten a chance to think about my question, no. Mary? Not at all. Okay. I was too busy thinking about the Balmoral stuff. Oh, uh, uh, Betty's Balmoral biddies. Ask me again. Is the state of their relationship of how, Roger and Brie? Yes. How good it seems to be at this mm-hmm. point. The fact that they can, you know, actually communicate. Oh, communicate. Is that due to the fact that they are in the future, or is it, or? No, I think they've always had great communication. I, see, I don't know. Even in the beach, when she was able to be like, are you serious? When to go Donner? Like, I think they've had great communication skills. I, I just know. Okay, well, that's I mean, your... I feel like they've gotten better. I, I think that this episode, as I said earlier, really allowed their relationship to blossom for us viewers. And so now we're able to see it a little bit more. I even think that, you know, seeing this and what's going to happen going forward is going to allow us to watch previous seasons and previous episodes through a different lens because this is we had some more time with them and and got to have these moments. So, sure. no, I'm I'm really excited. And while we're here hanging... We've got Roger writing this book for the kids. Yes. Explaining, here's how we think time travel happens. We don't really know. And we get a mention of Galus. Yes. Who says she traveled further than that. And we don't really know like what's been going on. And she thought there needed to be blood sacrifice. Okay, here we go. Galus is a coming back. When? I don't know. But she's coming back because... They don't make this reference just for funsies. And for those of you who don't know and haven't figured it out, Blake is a show watcher, not a book reader. So this podcast is spoiler free, yes. including in the comments in our live sections. All right. Um, Galus is coming back. And I am just about sure she's coming back at the same time uh, in the 1980s. But my guess is that she doesn't know Roger and Bree yet. Right, like she has traveled, like this is before obviously she gets killed, right? Because she gets killed in season three. Like that is the late, that was the last time that she traveled. Uh, Like, and then we obviously know that she went to Scotland, saw that Claire had a baby, then tried to go back to the 60s in Jamaica, right? Uh, To go kill Brie or whatever it was, or go get Brie, whatever. I mean, stats of nerds. But- my sense is that she had traveled back and forth between Scotland in the 1700s or maybe even earlier multiple times. And I bet she had traveled to the 80s at some point and that we're going to see her again. Oh, interesting. So this, but before she knew Claire and the whole thing, like that's my guess. Very interesting. Don't read the comments for a little bit. I'm not going to say a word. Thank you. No, I'm like just saying don't read that because we don't, Drop any spoilers, friends. Yeah. I'm not reading um, comments. I'm not. Very interesting. But, but I got an, I got another theory too, but we'll, we'll get to that interesting. later. Yeah, so I know. I'm amazing. They, they don't drop Galas here for funsies. They just don't. Like, she's coming back. Oof. <laughs> um, so, so anyway, he's writing this book. Yes. He figures out the gold. Yes. And they say, oh, maybe this is part of that gold. Cool. You know, I know what Bree does with it. Puts it right back in the box. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be driving right to the you bank. You guys remember that giant bill that you just had? Yeah, plip, toss. Yeah. And then they say, should we ask Jemmy about it? Now that we see that there is some gold. Yes. Should we go talk with Jemmy about it? This is going to get them in trouble because they're going to want to get this house taken care of and they're going to want to get the And a friend just thing. clarified that they're still in the trailer that there was a sliding door. So they think day is in the house, nighttime, night-night is in trailer. Okay, sure. 
It was unclear to me in the show how uh, it looked, but yes. Yeah. So this is what's going to get them in trouble because they're going to be having a conversation at some point and someone who's like working at this house. It better not be Jack Pearson. And it won't be Jack Pearson. I don't think so. He, he's too much of a nice guy. Um, is he? Uh, I also don't think that it's there for funsies that there's so much misogyny at this place that she's going to go to work at. Okay. And my guess is that maybe one of these guys that she works with at the at the at the dam mm-hmm. ha- overhears a conversation that she has with Roger. Maybe like maybe Roger shows up with lunch with lunch one day. What does it have to do with misogyny? Because they they they've already made it clear that the people that are working at the dam are not nice people. Okay. So if somebody sees that Brie, a woman, is now coming into this work environment, yeah, and she is having a conversation about gold with Roger when she thinks that nobody is Where, listening at work, yeah, at work, because you know, like you have a conversation, except in Rhode Island, because Rhode Island's the only place where you have to like look around the room before you talk yeah. <laughs> about people. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, you have a conversation when you think nobody's listening, and you're like, "Oh, hey, do you think we should go get that thing?" And maybe Roger makes a mistake and says, listen, the gold doesn't matter. Don't worry about it because you got the job. And somebody hears that and is like at a not nice place and then says, I want to know more about that. That would be epic. So, but I'm not, whatever. But, but maybe somebody at that that's working on the house hears of it or Once maybe. Again, better not be Jack Pearson. Maybe Jack Pearson finds the gold, the gold ball, musket ball. Oh my God. They got a goal. Still my heart. Yeah. He thinks about how many puffer vests he can get in different colors. I can't even handle it. Yeah. Interesting, Blake. Can I just note the amount of that tealish blue that continues to be worn now on the Max as they are even into the 80s? Oh, yes. So, of course, we had that on like pretty much all the clothes from Fraser's Ridge. We get to see it all the time on Claire. It's just like the family color that they're always wearing. They're always now wearing it in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And I loved that. I loved that Brie would wear it on her sweater and the flannel in the opening yeah. shot. Uh, when Roger's wearing a flannel, I wonder if like she wore his flannel when she's taking off the duster thing. Then his T-shirt underneath is still that deep t Healish blue. And then even her jacket when she comes home and she has the job is in that color. And I found it even better that Jack Pearson, I don't, I'm forgetting the guy's name, Whatever. the construction worker guy from now on. He's Jack, Jack Pearson. He's Jack I love that his was blue. His puffer <laughs> vest is blue. It wasn't a deep teal blue like we've been seeing in other things, but I just love the color consistency that they are having the you know the max and the Frasers have with this color, which just so happens to be one of my favorite colors. Yes, yes. Uh, all right. Anything else you want to chat about for this episode? I mean, like we chatted about William, like he did his whole is, thing. What's Jemmy up to? Why is he being mischief? Uh, I got an outlandish theory about that. Uh, okay. Um, that's not great. Uh, Do you want to just share it now? Uh, sure. Why not? Here we go. We got another outlandish theory. Yeah. How many? Five times? It was interesting. Here right. we go. All right. I'm ready. <sighs> okay. Stretching out my shoulders. This it's, stone face. This is kind of like a, a uh, an adjacent take. Okay, this is take adjacent. I just gave you a take about how uh, Roger and Bree could be talking at work, or they could be talking at their home, and somebody heard a conversation about gold or whatever. This is take adjacent because I wonder if the knuckle weaver, whatever the hell the name of the thing that he talks about. 
Not knuckle leave. Oh. I, sure, whatever. Stats are for nerds. That thing that he's talking Good about. Uh, I wonder if it's actually a person. Yeah. And th- that's just like camping out around their home and he's bringing them food. And <laughs> He looks like some weird little pixie. Yeah, like he's just a weird dude. <laughs> Ew, gross. Because like there's no chance that this is just magic. No, no way. If it is, I'll be disappointed. I don't know, Blake. This is a magical show. Like, come on, man. Like, this is totally some dude that's like, hey, son. (laughs) (laughs) Got a nice bike. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I just... (laughs) Who eats lemonade and crisps and biscuits? Who wouldn't want that diet? (laughs) (laughs) Knuckle V. Knuckle V, Sure. All right, so interesting, Blake. Very yeah. interesting. Um, so you want to know something? Oh, another Blake? thing too. What? Brie calling it crisps. Come on, girl. You're from Boston. Say yeah. it right. Yeah. Chips. Okay. So chips. I love not you crisps. so much, Blake. But you're like ready to wrap the show, and you've missed an entire half of it. What just I because you don't like William. Just because you don't like William. The guy ran around on a horse. He fell off. He got a stick in his arm. a whole new family who are quite nice. I don't trust him. You want to know why? You don't trust William or the Hunters? Uh, The Hunters. You don't trust Quakers? Nope. Beardsley's. That's why. Not Beardsley's. Uh, Christie's. Malva and Tom. The Fisher folk with them? They've ruined brothers and sisters for me from now on oh my god okay they've ruined all people who are she brother talks and sister weird duo. she talks like she's talking out of rachel? the bible yeah rachel is weird uh, no 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 and then the other guy he looks too much like a beardsley to me i feel like he's like a lost Why? long, he has long hair they're gonna he, 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 maybe he's the third twin okay that's what i feel like and then it's obvious that that twin. that ian is is coming back because he's in love okay, with well, rachel let's, get it. let's first and then it's obvious that Mr. Bug is going to come and try to kill Rachel because that's who he loves. Like, come on, man. Okay, well, let's hang out for a moment, okay? Sure. So we get William and we get Ian who just stumbles upon him. Mm-hmm. But then we have that cool moment when Ian's not cool with him at first. And then he says, hey, oh, who are you? You're William Ransom? Okay, now I'm going to help you. Yes. And he sees his boo-boo and says, that's a bad boo-boo. I need to take the wood out of this. Uh, question. Yes. If Ian could somehow magically recognize Willie... Uh, when he was a boy, the, as Jamie's son, how in God's name can he not recognize this guy as Jamie's son as an adult? It's Outlander magic right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's out of his element. He's not wearing a red coat. Yeah, he's just wandering around a swamp. It's just swamp dude. Yeah. So I'm okay with him physically not recognizing this grown man that he would have no picture of before. It's uh, I'm okay with that, Blake. But of course, he knows the name, and the name's important. Yes, and. I will say, uh-huh. I loved that turn of events when he does Good. finally have that recognition, Good. and he says, "Oh, your uncle will be proud of you." But it's it's with a knowing look. Like I, I like that moment because you can see all that tension just. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And say, "Okay, I'm going to take care of you." And he even says, "Like when William's sitting down, um, he's just like, oh, Rollo already likes you. He he accepts you as part of the family.'" I was like, yeah. "Oh." Oh, Ian, yes. look at you, look at you. Oh, yeah. I love that. Right. So, of course, then he rides off and brings him to the hunter's house. So great. We've got this dynamic duo who's ready to rip open and pus gate, you know, everything, <laughs> everything going on. Um, uh. 
And it was brilliant how William's saying, I, I just want to die. I'm done with this. Yeah. And Ian's the one saying, I don't think so, buddy. Like, you're you're going to get your arm taken off. Yeah. We're going to be okay. We're going to live to see another day. You could just say, my cousin from Boston, who, <laughs> who we don't talk to anymore. Maybe he's in Boston. Maybe by this point, Fergus Boston. is in Boston. I don't even know. <laughs> you know, he, he doesn't have a hand. Yes. If he had time, he would have been able to share with him that story. Like, and he's got a hot French chick. Don't right. worry, this could this could work <laughs> in your favor. They bang all the time. They got like eighteen million kids. babies, right? <laughs> like William, there could be worse things. Trust me. Think um, of all the attachments you can use. <laughs> we've already discussed them <laughs> yeah, on Outlander cast. Um, so I just thought that that was brilliant. How then, of course, it uh, ends up being okay, um, and then Ian needs to go away. So Rachel does her whole. Will you say goodbye? Why doesn't he say goodbye to William? Why is Ian just ready to peace out and? by Ian himself. I think it's because he has feelings for Rachel and he knows if he stays, he's going to go. He can't go fight the fight. Why does he have feelings for Rachel? Because she reminds him of his auntie Claire. Nar- narrativium. That's the reason why. Huh. It, it The show demands it. Okay. So, and the show demands She's it. also been like the only single woman he's right. seen in a very long time and the, the, he likes her strength. He liked Malva for a while and then he liked the other lady over with the with the mohawk and now he likes this chick because okay. it's the next chick Love that he it. sees. Okay. Like, you, know, you can't blame him. She has shown like at least just a spark of interest in him. Like she fluttered her eyes well, a little no, bit but and I now he's in love. I also think him dressing the way that he's dressed and with his tattoos and everything, I think that he likes that she just sees him for him mm-hmm. also. You know, probably he does get a lot of looks or people behave differently around him because yeah. he looks different. So I liked that. And s- something tells me that the third twin, she, he doesn't no let- third twin. Twin means two. Well, whatever. You know what I mean. The, uh, he doesn't let Rachel- Talk to boys too much. Okay. That's my guess. His name's Denny. Denny, Denny sure. Her brother. The Quaker. Oh, so now we get to do hang out a little bit more with the Quakers. Yes. And we're talking about the friend's house and how nonviolence is the big deal. Yep. And a bunch of them said, listen, the easy thing for us is just to stay with Britain. And that's what we're going to do. Yes. And I love that she's saying this while she's saving William. Because he, you miss it, you miss it. She's shaving off his red beard. Yes. So she's putting it on and she's saying, oh my gosh, I can't believe you shave off this beard. It's so beautiful. And he says, oh, I thought Quakers weren't really known for having bold colors. Mm -hmm. And she says, you know, if it's something that God gave you, though, it's different. Just like a rose wouldn't like drop her petals just because she's red. Like God gave you that. God gave you this beard. You should be proud of it. So I really loved that bit. Um, But then, of course, that goes on to tell her, tell William, you know, everyone else wanted to shy with the British. And you could see him being like, cool, good answer. And she's like, my brother. He said, no. So we're going to Fort Ticonderoga. Yeah. And we're going to go meet with, with Sammy, Sammy Cartwright. Yeah. And William gets super pumped. He's like, Sammy Cartwright, I know him. Did you get Aria Let's feelings from him when he was repeating the names over and over and over again? Oh, I didn't get that. But yes, Aria from Game of Thrones. Now yes. I'm seeing which I would have to... I would not have done well with that job. When the guy was like, I'm going to tell you these names once, he doesn't even repeat them. When he's giving William the job, he's like, here are the three envelopes, blah, 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 blah. Don't forget those. I'm never going to say it again. Don't die. Don't write it down. (laughs) And I would have been like, excuse me. Wait, one more time? Oh my God. What can I at least write it in pig Latin? (laughs) On my hand? Pig Latin. Come on. Give me a feather. I got to write it in pig Latin. (laughs) Like, I would not remember. And then he goes into the swamp. He did not uh, take a Boy Scout class for no, the British soldiers. No, 
he 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 took the Lord Elsmere class. Yes. Like just just you do what you do. That's he's, why. Oh, honey, that's why we pay people. He's <laughs> like, I can totally do anything with Jupiter. Yeah, because Jupiter did all the work. Yeah. Here you are. Yeah, and when you start walking, you 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 get a freaking stick in your arm. How's oh that God, working that for you? That was so gross. That was awesome. So that was gross. good. That was quite good. And then, of course, we end it with Claire and Jamie heading on off because everybody's got to go to Fort Ticonderoga right now. Yeah, you can tell that either the first half of this season or the end of this season, it's all going to culminate at, at Ticonderoga. And, you know, the, the British you know, famously took Ticonderoga back without a fight because the Americans just abandoned it, really. Uh, Spoiler! Uh, American he, history! Yeah, so <laughs> you can see that he's going to end up in Ticonderoga. Everyone's going to end up there, and that's where Jamie's going to have this confrontation with Willie, and that's probably where Willie thinks he's... where where Jamie's probably going to die, like, in quote quotes, die. Because he takes a bullet for Willie or something along those lines. Something. Yeah, and well, that's where Willie will find out that he's James Fraser. Interesting, son. interesting, interesting. Yeah. So we'll just drop all of the interestings. <laughs> so this is how you know we're at the halfway mark because there's all these things in motion, yeah. and Blake gets really excited about all of his outlandish theories. And for those of you who are also show watchers, non book readers, your mind must be whirling as well. So yes. the exciting thing is that you get to submit your own outlandish theories for our listener feedback episode, which will be happening later on this week. And this is where it gets good. This is where it gets good. Yeah, things start coalescing. Like, yeah, it's, you really get to figure out um, which way do you think it might go. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of new people, a lot, of, a lot of things. But as Claire says, there's almost this uh, telepathy that goes on as we are marching off into war. And I thought that was a yeah, neat thing. I, you know what? That was an, uh, a voiceover. Yes. I can appreciate because you wouldn't be able to get that any other way. Correct. That's when voiceovers proper are good. Usage. Proper, very mm -hmm. proper. And I always go. I always go back to the the one about Frank. The one about Frank in season one was the perfect voiceover when she said he did all these things and he couldn't tell me, but we knew, and he knew that I knew that he knew that I knew, and like all it, it was just it, such a great voiceover. And so was this. Yep, loved it. All right, anything else? That is it. All right. Let's close this bad boy out, shall okay, we? All right. We shall. We want to thank you all so incredibly much for tuning in and listening. Here we are halfway through the season. Now, friends, if you are listening to us on a podcast app, you can actually help spread the word about the podcast by taking a screenshot of it and sharing it on social media. You can even tag us at Marion Blake or on Marion Blake Media on Instagram and let people know, hey, do you watch the show Outlander? Are you loving it? Because 704 was crazy and a lot of things are put in motion and Mary needs some room to go up in her grades because as you can see, <laughs> there's lots of things coming up. Um, invite other people. Invite other people to come on and check this out because truly learning about podcasts from a known source from a friend, a family member, heck, someone you're just friends with online, um, really means a lot. Absolutely. Thank you very much, everybody. Uh, and oh, by the way, Stitcher, if you listen into this podcast on Stitcher, and if you don't know about it by now, Stitcher's going away. Stitcher's going away, I think, by the end of August. Okay? It, it's just, uh, Sirius XM is folding it into its own overlord massive company. Okay? So, my recommendation to you 
if you're an Apple user and you use Stitcher, just use the Apple Podcast app, okay? It, it's, it's the, it is the premier podcast app for a reason. And if you're an Android user, first of all, go get an Apple. But secondly, uh, don't download one of those stupid little annoying uh, podcast apps like CastBox or whatever. Just go straight to Spotify. There you go. It, it, it's just that is the second best podcast app. It I just love that. It is what it is. So if you're on Android, go to Spotify. If you're on Apple, go to Apple. That's that. All right. Blake's going to be pulling up our friends at jointhenerdclan.com because we do like to thank our most generous patrons and I can't do it for my phone. So you're going to need to do that for me to pull it up on your oh, computer. Oh my goodness gracious. And while that happens, I want to let you all know that we do have an After Dark show that happens on our Sunday night episodes and that is for our friends at jointhenerdclan.com where we get to talk about anything and everything and you get to ask us questions. We do also have a listener feedback episode to so submit your feedback, whether it's through voicemail, just head to maryandblake.com and you can you. submit the voicemail there. Um, you can also send us emails. You can comment online as we love to create that episode to be your voice. I also want to let you know that this month, minutewithmary.com, I'm doing a big push to earn a trip. Um, it is the last month that I can do it. And I actually kind of stalled on trying to earn it because I've been dealing with a lot of ailments still with my struggles with law, uh, long COVID. Um, and because of that, I just felt like, eh, I can't really do this anyway, but I'm actually within reach. So if you have any makeup or skincare needs, or if you've already been a current customer of mine and need to refill anything, I would greatly appreciate it. You just head to minutewithmary.com. Starting this month, I'm actually giving 10% back to every customer three hours after you make a purchase um, as a product credit, just to thank you for your continued um, support of my business mm-hmm. and fun fact 10% of the proceeds always goes to support childhood sexual abuse survivors um, there's actually a retreat that it's helping pay for so just know that purchases from there do good and help you feel more confident so that's minutewithmary.com question for you yes is it time for a history lecture if you have time for it I know but like it would be an episode for you and I Oh, talking about the history that is maybe in August taking place <laughs> uh, that that's happening right now that, let's that's see germane to the conversation I, w- I love that for you let's see how that goes <laughs> alright fair enough <laughs> alright we got some uh, members here that we want to thank we got to thank Dina Brittany Vicky Lisa Caitlin Norma Tar- Tara Peg Christina Jennifer Bethany Suzanne Susie Q Brenda Joanne Jennifer Carrie Stephanie Tracy Shauna Siobhan Katie Candy I feel like I'm uh, Mark Wahlberg and, and Ted. And these are our friends, the most generous patrons yes. at jointhenerdclan.com. Uh, Marianne, Sarah, Carolyn, Angie, Barbara, Karen, Laura, Christine, Martha, Ann, Bob, Bobby, in uh, Keelan, Marilyn, Dana, Meredith, Christy, and Kathleen. Thank you. Thank you all so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, so that's that. On that note, we are going to wrap up this podcast. Right, My name is Mary. My name is Blake. And you have been listening to Outlander Cast.